My podcast. My podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harry at Diaper. Hello, welcome to episode 83. Do you hear that noise? No, it's not there. It sounds like, you know when you think, that is it the, the old school, yeah, like, you know the old school teapots? Not teapots, kettles. And they're like, and then you think it's one of them, but then it's just your nose whistling. That's what it sounded like, so it could have been either. Hello, welcome to episode 83. I've been bloody hell. Now, when did I last see you? Did I last tell, did I tell you about the gig? I, I've had a bloody time of it, I tell you. So, did I tell you about the gig I did last Thursday? So it's relevant. I mean, that. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I've been... I've been on a, do you know what, I've been on a right old adventure, but my God, I've met some wonderful people in the last week. Well, not met really, well, met up with them, but I knew them, knew them already. Yeah, some absolute lovely people. I don't know what it is, I think, do you know what it is? Uh, This time was the first time that I've been to London that I had a day free. Because I had to stay down there because uh, because it's easier to get the, the uru uru the uru star. So I was the man. Hello, this is uh, your captain of the uru star, and uh, I was walking to the um uh, um to get a cup of tea. I mean, the cup of tea was like two inches tall. It was tiny. And then uh, the man was doing the speech as I was uh, on my way to get a cup of tea and a croissant. I tell you the difference between the croissants on the Uru Star and in London to compared to Brussels. So I had one on the way back. My God, delicious! It's probably the best croissant I've ever had. Stunning. No, I mean, you can't say a, a croissant. Is it croissant or croissant? Croissant? Yeah, I don't remember it's either. Uh, delicious. Anyway, uh, I've gone and got higgledy-piggledy now. So we'll start last Thursday. So last Thursday, did a gig in Manchester. And, yeah, it was... It was... I think I said it, actually... Yeah, I think I've, um, yeah, I think I said about it, and there was a woman that, uh, that, that uh, was, so there was, a, I was outside on a cigarette, and then there was this girl that I was chatting to that, uh, that walks dogs. Did I, did I say that? I think I did. Anyway, turned out that, I don't even know if I should be saying this one here, well, fuck it, uh, turned out that, so she's messaged me after the gig. Telling me that, like, we went to the same college and her best friend knows me. And when she said she was from St Ives, I knew I knew exactly 
ooh she was on about and my blood ran cold, right? Um God, I'm just it's just something that's been literally in the last week, it's been an absolute nightmare because of this. So basically, I mean, right, how can I say this? Because it's a bit of a... Uh, right. So, I fucking knew who her, who her pals who her pals were. And basically, I was going through some terrible things when I was younger. And uh, I bottled it up. Something awful happened. Um, and then I told this girl... And she reacted the way that a dear, dear friend should always react. And she just, she didn't really speak to me again. And when you have things that are happening that, you know, there's a the sort of, well, it's very easy to, to think that, I don't know, you're dirty, it's your fault, this is happening cause of, because of this, this and that. So when you pluck up the courage to tell someone dear to you and then they just leave you high and dry, then that, well, to be honest, that has shaped a lot of things for me because, I don't know, there's just so many, it's happened, yeah, it's happened a lot where I don't understand it because I'll chat to people now and I'll be like, yeah, I opened up to the... Do you know what, though? I do understand that, actually, because even now some people, if I... But what it is, is it all depends on people's upbringings, doesn't it? But I just would have thought that even if something shocked you and wasn't particularly nice, I think instead of making it your issue and then putting your issue back on that person that's clearly suffering, you should sort of think... Do you know what? I don't really have any experience in this, but oh my god, what a terrible thing! I can only imagine going through. I will be there for this person instead of just cutting me off. And then, and I've toyed through this in my mind over many years because part of me was like, well, I was an absolute maniac back then, and I could such a liability drinking and stuff. But then I thought, but that's what I've done all my life is I've excused people's behaviour to me when uh well I always try to and I bloody hell I'm not perfect definitely not but always try to treat people how I'd want to be treated and I just just don't think people do that so anyway so that happened I knew who it was that she was on about so I just thought because I felt I felt quite sorry for her as well she said she was lonely and uh all this business, so, and she wanted to come to my mental health night, so I thought, well, that would be perfect for her, if she's so lonely up here, she could meet new people, hang out, blah, 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 um, so, so I just sort of thought, well, I'm not really going to mention, you know, because she doesn't know, so I won't really mention it, um, and, and that'll be that, but then she started saying, like, um, oh, do you rem- do you remember her? She she kind of remembers you. She remembers you going for a tough time, but you know she doesn't really know what to do, and she feels bad. But she can't really remember what happened. And I'm just like, she definitely can remember. Um, and when she's like, oh, she feels bad. Well, if she felt that bad, I'm very easy to get in touch with. 
she could have just messaged. She's like, oh, so, so yeah, so she keeps keeps going on on about her, how she, and then she goes, she'll probably like digging, and essentially, if you break it down, who the fuck is she? Do you know what I mean? It's like, I've never told you nothing, you're now getting involved, like, I've known you less than a week, and, and, so anyway, so, she would just kept reaching, reaching, and she's like, um, so, do, do you remember her at all? Because I was just sort of, but then, because she just kept going on about Cornwall and, oh, and I can't wait to talk to you about the stories of college and this and this and that. And, and, and I just said, you know, some things that, you know, it was a bit of a tough time for me. So, um, you know, I don't really want to go over it. But did she take, did she take the hint? Did she fuck? So she keep going on and on and on. Um, and then she goes, did you open up to blah, 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 them years ago? She would have the, been the best person if you did. I often think of her as an as an archangel sent from above. Not even bloody joking, right? And I'm just like, well, to be perfectly honest, that's not how it worked out for me. And I just was quite, uh, what's it called? Dickable. No, not dickable. What's it called? Tactical. I was quite tactile, no, I was quite, quite, uh, tactful, tactful, what I said, I just said, yeah, I didn't, you know, it wasn't really like that for me, it was a long time ago though, and I understand, you know, I opened up to her about some stuff, I understand that it was a lot for someone to deal with, and blah, 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 but then she goes, then she goes, so totally contradicted herself and goes, yeah, but you know, she she was the worst person to tell that to. She was a she was only seventeen. She was only a kid at the time, and I was only a kid myself, and I was going through it. So then, and then she was like, "Oh, she's changed now. She works with, she works with like teachers surfing to kids that, you know, that are troubled and blah blah blah." So I thought, well, fucking God help them. She's probably probably taking them out to drown them because she'd rather that than listen to them. And I said, so I said. Oh, so she, when she said, oh, she she's the worst person you could have told her, she goes, no, you could have told me. It didn't know you, you fucking idiot. I still don't know you. I said, I thought she was an archangel sent from above. And then she's going on about how she changed. And, and I just said, sorry, I ain't budging on this. And I said, I don't particularly want to talk about it anymore. But obviously she was still coming to the mental health night. And even though when I said, because... Because she said she was lonely and all of that, I and to be honest, when I saw her, she was quite pissed off. Thoughts she she likes to drink, and I I don't really go out drinking, so so I thought you know, a meet up group might be good, and the people a lot of people that come to my night are from the meet up group, so I said, you know, maybe that'd be good. And she was like, oh, what's a what's a meet up group? She said, oh, I hope it's not a one where they I don't want to have they don't want to um. I don't want to go to a mental health one, like, oh, could you imagine? She, but she's opened up about, you know, she's had mental health issues. I just think, who the fuck are you that, that what, these people aren't, aren't good enough to hang out, hang out with you, the blooming, who, well, too good, seeing as who you bloody associate yourself with. So anyway, so I said, well, I won't, I won't make it awkward. I just don't really want to talk about all that. It's just dredging up a lot of stuff that, I have dealt with and you know I don't really think about and 
you know, I've got a good life now. I don't, I don't need to go into all that. Like, talk about fucking worlds colliding. It was just, yeah, it was just horrible to be honest. Obviously, I'm then going on about my tra- about my travels because it's sort of uh, like six days. All this is sort of happening in six days, and then then it was the gig yesterday, the Barking Tales. Six days later, so she's coming. She's saying how she's lonely, but then she brings a friend, and well, it's very long to assume because I didn't really speak to the friend. But I just thought, oh, I'm living in our bloody another, another. No, sorry, don't say that. So, the pretty girl with her personality, Harriet. But no, that's harsh. You don't know her. Yeah, but she. I mean, they just didn't fit in and I felt like they and and it's and it, don't get me wrong it is it's not like they didn't fit in because they're outsiders because that's that's what it is and it is but it's the fact of the matter is they didn't fit in because they weren't there for the right reason and I'll tell you for why. So get so I'm about to go in. The whole thing's been bloody stressful so I was quite happy that she you know hasn't come yet and then literally as I'm going in she comes and she said she had hay fever and her eyes were puffy, but I, I think she, I think she, I think she was steaming already, and then she's just like all over the shop. Oh, can we? Oh, 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 she kept doing that. Oh, and when, you know, when we were at college. Oh my god, like telling me that, like I don't care. Like oh, it's just so juvenile. Oh my god, I mean, you used to call this teacher, and then we used to do songs about shoes, and oh, well, oh, and I thought about doing stand up, of course you have, but oh, and it was just painful, and she just, I, I, I was just, just sent back to how it, how it used to be. I, it was, it was just horrible. It was just someone else putting their nonsense on, on me, like I. Like, I don't know you, I don't know what's happening. And then she was shouting out. So she'd see me at a gig while I was doing my sooty bit. So then she just kept shouting out. Sooty! Sooty! Like, that's all she wanted for my mental health gig. I don't, there was nowhere in that description that said there was going to be anything sooty. And even, because all the all, audience, got they're just so gentle and lovely. And even one of them ended up turning around and telling us to shut the fuck up. She was just, and she like, like I said, she wasn't there to to be at the gig. She was there. She just kept kept looking at me, and and uh, and then oh, can we, you know, can we have a have a chat? You know, I just and what did she go? She goes, you know, I've been googling you, and you've you've got a really good reputation, and and I'd like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what are you on about? Like, and 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 I think it was just one of those things that she did drama in college, and I feel like she's like she's never she hasn't really done anything with drama afterwards. And then she's seen stand up, and she's thought she could do it. So then she's watched stand up, seen people do it. So I thought it was easy. And then I had I just I don't even understand like shouting out coming to my house. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, like a metaphorical house. Um, and then just behaving like that and then you know because I was like you know I felt, I felt quite bad for her and then um like previously and then she just oh, I couldn't talk to anyone else because she was just she was just an absolute nightmare and just kept I mean I can't even do it the utmost justice because it's it was just something else 
Um, and then she's like, oh, come on, you know, oh, come on, come we, can I, can we go for a tea? I, you know, I feel, I feel awful, and, and but, but you, it's bullshit as well because the stuff she was saying was, um, she definitely knew, and she was just trying to get me to say because she was, you know, making out that they hadn't spoken to each other, and then they, ah, oh, it was just fucking. Don't put me in because your life is sad and not how you want it to be. Don't bring me into it and try and get some sort of put yourself into a situation that doesn't exist anymore. It's ridiculous. So then in the end, she was sort of like grabbed me and go, "Come on, let, let like let's go for a drink." And I was like, "Do you know what? You take care of yourself." But I said, "You take care of yourself." And then I just had to sort of just ignore it now because I just cannot get like emotionally involved in like such toxic nonsense. I don't even understand. Like it's literally wasted my week. Anyway, sorry, just thought I'd tell you about that. There was that. Then I went to went to London to stay with a friend. No idea. I mean and she's going out with this guy. I think she's got blinded by the dick. She's got the dick mist. <laughs> yeah, very handsome guy. If you like, um, like that, uh, what's it called? Like, like the the like a like if because it's it's not really a sort of my cup of tea. But it, I like people with imperfections. I think imperfections fake people perfect i've just got no desire to date anyone that's like chiseled and got the because the thing is as well that it's not it's not there's nothing different about them because they all they all have these jaws the same bodies the same like tattoo sleeves um it's just the same haircut like favored haircut it's all it's just not it's not for me but i think my friends was a little bit blinded by it which is fair enough to be honest i bet they seem nice enough but yeah you get into bloody games and stuff and and in it i think if you're seeing someone or with someone or whatever but it's like we're talking the first six months and then there's like little signs of like little controlling things and manipulative things and just things that are just just the little flags are popping up then that's not that's not the relationship for you it should be very easy that early on that's what i think don't get blinded by the dick mist so more to that story so yeah so that's so 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 then so i went down to (laughs) in fact fucking i yeah, so I went down to do a gig in, I mean, I didn't even know how big Kent was. It's, it's massive. It's so big. Uh, so I went went all the way, well, I don't even think I was at the end of Kent. I think it's that big. And went to do a gig there. Oh, and it was really sad. David Harris, on this podcast, was there to, like, meet me and say hello. And then uh, I didn't see in my messages a picture of him. I hadn't seen it. So then I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know if he was there, if he wasn't there. And I had to go back. 
So didn't we didn't meet. It's very sad. But it was a David will tell you. Well, I don't know how he's gonna. But it's it was a strange gig. It was very it was a big room. Um, I think it was like a centre, like a the, the yeah centre. Bloody um, uh, Google Maps. Bloody took me to a weather spoon. I was just walking around this massive weather spoon, asking pissed people on a Saturday night where the bloody gig was. Fucking five doors down. Honestly, yeah, it was a peculiar one. <laughs> and then you just, and then you watch someone else, and you're like. And then they they do really well and but the but the they're Spanish and they're and they're dressed as an air hostess and and you're like and I mean I definitely heard her say uh death to the West and uh I, <laughs> it's just like oh that's what you want. Um and I always think that was so funny when you chat to someone backstage and that they become the character and you're like, my God, that's completely different to who I've been chatting to. But no, she seemed, she seemed really nice actually off stage. Um, but yeah, she was having a flat because it was quite alternative what she was doing. But I was like, hey, you'll be fine. If you just see, if I die, so I was on first, if I die, then you might be in a bit of trouble. But if I don't die, you'll be fine was on the weirdo I guess. No. Oh bloody hell. I've got anyway. Yeah, so that so that happened. And then well what it was was my friend was uh learning a Eastern European accent for something. So when this act went on stage I started like videoing it only for four seconds and then I turned to the other comedian so I didn't think I was like recording and stuff. I just went Oh, my friend's got to learn an Eastern European accent, so I'm just recording it for that. And then he's looked at me really strange, and then I realised then that she was supposed to be Spanish. Yeah, and then I went to Brussels on Tuesday, bumped into Lindsay Santoro in the in the Eurostar toilet, and that was, I mean. Oh, of all the people I could have bumped into, she would definitely be up there. So I was very pleased about that. So then we went, and then her husband, David, such a nice chap. When we got to Eurostar, we uh, met up with Chris Purchase, who was doing the gig, who was on the gig with me. And then uh, Lindsay's husband, David, wanted to go see the mannequin piss. And it pretty much is what it says. But it, so we walked probably about three miles to go see the mannequin piss, and it's just well, it's not a mannequin; it's like a black doll wearing a sort of beef eater outfit with like weird gloves that look like you do your washing up in, and uh, a basket full of satsumas. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know it. It's like it was like I had psychosis, and then uh, but they obviously make a lot of money out of it. Oh, it's pisses as well. It's pissing, so so all this water's coming out of it. It's willy, and then uh, next to it is all like there's there's a shop that sells. No, it doesn't sell, but it's a chip shop, and the chip there's a chip pissing on the window. That was interesting. Then we went to the pub. We all needed 
toilet. So we sat there. Uh, they had like beers, and I had a. I don't know. Chris had a coffee. I had a Coca Cola. You know, went in Rome, and then we went to the square, which was lovely. Then Lindsay needed a vape. Well, because the, so when I first met them in the in the uh, Uru Star, David goes, oh, she told you what's happened. And I said, oh, God, what's happened? Has the train been cancelled? And then it, it was just that he dropped her vape machine and it, it, the inside had smashed. But, yeah, he was far more concerned than she was. So, anyway, so we had to go get a new inside for that. And then we walked back. Well, I guess I was accidentally a bit of a diva because I wanted to know. In fact, I'm glad I did it. I wanted to know because I was coming back to the station myself the next morning. And I am the sort of the disposition where if something can go wrong, it shall go wrong. So I went, so I wanted to start at the at the station that I would need to get back to tomorrow, do you know do you know what I mean? So I can just do the reverse of my movements. And it, it actually helped, yeah. Because I just I don't know what it is. I, I've noticed this a few times. Like if someone's with me, I think maybe it's just because I'm a lazy bastard, but it might just be because I just sort of tell myself that I can't do it and I'm all confused and and then I don't know what to do, so then Chris sort of had to take over, bless him, and and uh, find out how we were going to get the. Well, to be fair, he had been there before, and we went via a stop called Kunstwet, or Vet, I imagine it is. And so we went there, or we got on the wrong train first. Uh, then we finally got to where we were staying, but on the way back, I think, like I said, because I was such a flap about it. Because I was just worried that I was going to miss the uh, Eurostar back. Yeah, and then, so the promoter said that we, that we'd be staying in a, uh, in a, in a hotel. Well, it was his bloody, mo- it, it was his mother's house. And she didn't speak any English. She was Spanish. And all she said, tea, coffee, and that's fine, because I like tea. But, you know, when you just feel like you're putting on someone and you can't even, uh, like, talk to her about it because because I don't know Spanish and, and she don't know Cornish. Do you know what I mean? So, but then Chris was good because Chris let me have the... Well, he, he just said, oh, you have the... So there was, like, two bedrooms. So one bedroom is sort of, I think, in between the promoter and his mum. Um, I mean, the room, not, like... Not in in the in the bed in a bed in between the promoter and his mum. God, could you imagine? So I had the um like the top floor, which had a oh, bathroom, and it was actually very spacious, but it was so quiet. It's the only time I like I can remember where I haven't needed my earplugs because even like the weird like the smallest noise sometimes will make me like if there's like a like a whirring of I don't know a heater or something it just yeah it was so quiet but it was quiet to the point where when everyone was getting changed I felt like I really needed the toilet but everyone was hear me even though I was like a couple of floors above so I asked the promoter and I had my suspicions at first because he just wouldn't look or talk to me 
thing is, the one behind a dick, to be honest. It's got a weird vibe off it in the moment I met him. And then, um, so then I went and, so it was, so we got, got there and then my, because I've been travelling and everything was all bunched up, my shirt was all, all creased. So I asked him if I could use an iron and then, uh, so he's, he's just put it on full blast and then the, all the water's just pouring out of it and I'm just like dripping water everywhere so I'm just trying to iron but it's all just going awfully because the, it's all just soaking and then um and anyway then he goes um he goes oh you're supposed to be good at ironing you're a woman and it's like okay lovely absolutely lovely and he was just he just how he would speak to the other guy was just so different to how he'd speak to me like if he was calling someone a cunt or something he'd go to me oh so, sorry like i don't give a shit like just don't, like, don't what, what i can't hear the word cunt because i'm a woman ridiculous it was just and then he like no one in the audience i don't think was interested in football but he's just gone on about the football and then just brought me on like just brought me onto a cold room and that's fine like that's not a problem but and then the food like food was coming out she'd like try talking and then everyone would be distracted and <laughs> i was like at that gig last week when there was like 16 pizzas, right, that, ev that everyone was eating. It was like this sort of corporate do thing. And then uh, so everyone was eating the pizza and then the gig started. And everyone's like, everyone's like not been anywhere near the pizza for like, I don't know, half an hour to three quarters of an hour. And then in the middle of like when I was on stage, this guy as and I was on stage for what, probably about, I don't know, 25 minutes when this has happened. And then uh, this guy's got up, gone to one of the pizza boxes that's got a couple of slices left, gone in it, and then walked back down to his seat at the front. And everyone has just, like, stopped what they were doing and just looked at the... just followed the pizza. And I was like, you've just eaten, like, best part of 16 pizzas. And then you're looking at his cold pizza like you've never seen pizza before. That'd be weird. So yeah, it was bizarre. And then it didn't help, so it was just fine. So I did forty-five minutes. There were like it it was like like I thought I you know, I took I took away but the weird thing was because at the end I I was like, you know, I took away my Woolworths jokes and this for you and, and they were like and they were like, Oh, we loved Woolworths. I I could never sort of figure out what they want because you had like a massive side of like like Brazilians at the side, and then you had uh, people, people from Brussels, French people, like just. But it was just like performing to about sixteen different audiences at the same time. And it was fine. It was, but that was it. It was, it was just fine. And then when I went out for a cigarette, I heard the promoter basically just saying, um, he he was like. Yeah, don't don't worry. It'll be a better one next week. Like, like just basically saying, what 
basically saying that I was shit, really, and that um, and I, it it will be better like the next time it's on. And I know, because he proper shut his face when I when he turned around and I was there, and I was just. It's just I think the the worst part is because maybe I do you know what? Well, because Chris that was on said that I seemed nervous, but I wasn't nervous, so. So I don't know why that would have seemed like that. I was speaking slower because that's what you have to do when when you like when English isn't their first language because I usually speak quickly. But but then I don't know whether I'm being weirder than usual and that's being a problem. But I don't know. I think I might need to record what I'm what I'm doing because it's just <laughs> it's just been like a weird vibe when I've been on stage the last few times. No, I don't think it is a weird vibe, I just think that, like sometimes you're not bringing the, the weird vibe, it's not, well essentially you are because you're not, or you're obviously not the comedian that they expected to see, do you know what I mean? Not that someone else was booked but just I think you know, I ain't famous, and I I guess people have a certain idea in their heads what of something of what they're gonna see. Do they? Do, I don't know. I don't know what your point is. Well, it was just I just felt like he didn't have my back, and then it was weird because the guy that he was talking to just kept going on about. He was like, "Oh, your people's impression is the best one I've ever heard," and blah 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 blah. blah. No, this was great. That was great. I thought you were brilliant, and then I was like. What, do you think you've just been caught out you know, saying it or do you genuinely mean it or oh it was just I don't know I think it's worse as well when you're away from home because it's all just so and then he was getting hammered he was like oh drink this beer it was it was made by the uh, it was brewed on a full moon Oh, look at this gin I made. I ma I named this gin after this comedy night. Yep, this is lovely, but you're supposed to be driving us back to where we're staying, so. And then I started to like him a little bit more towards the very end, when he stopped drinking, and he um, said that he'd written a book on paedophiles. Like, well, I assume it was a book against them. <laughs> Because I think stuff like that is important. I think there's so many things that we're uncomfortable with that we don't talk about. But I think more people do need to talk about stuff like that. So, so that was good. But yeah, never said, never said thank you for coming over or I uh, just. And I guess maybe I'm being too needy. Maybe he doesn't have to, but <laughs> just got the impression it was like. Well, why did you book me? Do you know what I mean? I just got got the impression that he was just disappointed that I came. But then I was saying to, yeah, I was saying I was uh, to my friend. I was like, sometimes I don't know whether something actually is happening or I'm just being paranoid, which is, a, which is, a, yeah, like a constant fuckery, really. Yeah, so then went back, so then went back the next day, got in, oh, thank God I had that bloody, 
I can't be dealing with communal toilets. They they stress me out. They're just I just end up pissing in a cup. Right, man. So I went back on the Eurostar. Bloody love the Eurostar and the bloody the the, the like trams over there. So much cheaper, so much better run. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And then got back then had to come back up to Manchester and then my train was delayed and I just wanted to see my boyfriend I hadn't seen him for days. So then then had all this drama with the with this bloody girl and it was to come into this night and then so then my boyfriend decided to come with me to the gig which is great but then I directed him wrong um on the Google Maps when we were driving and we went the wrong way and then he was gonna piss himself and then uh, we end, we eventually and well then we were in a uh, sort of in a traffic jam and then we were in a car park well we finally found the car park and then we couldn't get out we were trying to find the door to get out and then we opened the door and jungle music was playing and then in the end we had to i'm allowed to burst out of the bloody uh fire exit fucking about 15 minutes late to me and bloody get well not because i opened the doors for seven but i didn't get there till quarter past seven because of the oh it was just and then i and then i wasn't really yeah i was just all over the shop because it had been such a rush and then, uh, and then with that girl there, shouting out sooty, and did I tell you about that? Did I, yeah, did I say, did I say that? I said that already, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I sort of just felt a bit, um, empty when all was said and done. And got tomorrow, do you mean... A gig for International Women's Day. Got loads to talk about, really, but um, I hope it all doesn't have to be fine. <laughs> it would be fine. Uh, God, I, I think this might be in the bloody comedy section. I, mean, I think today has been the most, like it's all been quite bleak, hasn't it? So I'm never so sorry about that. I'm never so sorry about that. Right. Let's look at what's been happening, happening, happening. Let's look at what's been happening, happening. So it goes, these are, this is all the good news. So, the final big, this is Alex Kendall, the final big family adventure has been okayed by my wife. Next year, I'm taking out a loan to pay for this, by the way, to celebrate her 50th... Oh, I've read it all wrong. The final big family adventure has been okayed by my wife. Next year, I'm taking out a loan to pay for this, BGW, to celebrate her 50th. I am paying for the whole family, four bodies, to go on tour across America for three weeks from NYC to LA. The kids don't know yet, but it's happening. It's going to cost me five years of repayments, and it may be my last visit to the USA, but here we go. I've written a book about my last adventures across America. If you'd like a copy gratis, D... Gratis? DM me. 
That's fantastic, isn't it? He said the schools are getting uppity about taking children out in term time these days. Ours actually fines both parents something like £60 a day. Bloody hell. We're going to go at the start of the youngest one's summer holiday 2020. Kind of late July. She'll be finishing primary school then too and heading for big school in September 2020. The eldest will be 20 years old by then. So this will really be the last family holiday for us together. It'll be roasting in LA by the time we get there. But that's not much of an option, really. I'm hoping to meet up with some American friends that I've met in previous solo adventures. And most importantly, my childhood pen friend. She and I never met. And after 40 years, we'll finally get to share a coffee together. That is wonderful. The closer you get to this end of life, I'm 53 this year, you really get an appreciation of how short a time we're here. But I've always had that attitude, no pensions or savings, etc. Live for today. We've only got the here and now, and above all, travel. The more first-hand knowledge you have of the world, the less you'll be controlled and manipulated by the media and those that would believe it. I've called a family meeting over a meal next Saturday lunchtime. Important family thing we have to discuss next Saturday. Everyone attending, no excuses. I've chosen a Route 66 themed cafe for the big reveal. Oh, Alex, this is fantastic. Yes, do keep us posted. Oh, brilliant. David Harris says, saw you live for the first time. Hoping to figure out the second time sooner rather than later. Big thumb. Sandra Joy says, had a week off from work. Really used the sunny days with trips out. Snowdrop walk. National Trust Gardens. My gardening. London play with the brilliant David Sushi in. The wet days. House jobs. Seeing friends and mother-in-law. Ooh, and red. Two books, wrote some letters and rang some rallies. All very satisfying. Claire Forrester says, had a whole weekend off work. First since I went on holiday last May. Spent the morning with my mum and nephew seeing some cute lambs. That is lovely. Always very animal friendly. Look at this one. Daughter got a puppy, so now spending time puppy sitting so it doesn't rip the house to shreds. Oh, what a cute puppy. She says, as I say, it's cute. She says, yeah, when he's asleep and not running around like a mad thing, biting lumps out of me. Lovely Emma Schaff says, we picked up our wedding rings yesterday. And Emma's with um, Claire, who seems to be more excited about the lambs, Emma. <laughs> You're joking. Uh, Lynn Wren says, new car and lay Miz with my girl on the same day. That's great. Louise Irvin says, was just doing some shopping and this dinosaur insisted on sharing its good news. And she's posted a video of a very spectacular dinosaur. You know me, guys. I love the dinosaur. Melanie Clark, good week for me. I even survived a toddler's birthday party at a soft play den. 
only just though was all a bit Hunger Games towards the end. Brilliant. Well, that's great good news. Thanks, guys and gals. Um, have a lovely week. Thank you, David Harris, as per usual. And all the best. Get in touch. Send me an email. Wang me off on Facebook. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Do you? Right. Thank you. Take care. Farewell. That was my podcast. My podcast. Thanks for listening. Download. Share. Tell your pal at the shop. Don't worry. Bye. Happy. My podcast. My podcast.